learning about movies. Learning about movies. Learning about movies. Spoiler alerts. Johnny rescues Annabelle and the general and becomes a Confederate lieutenant. Welcome to Syndication, the only podcast with a permanent dour expression. Love, war, and cow catcher acrobatics. This episode, we quietly discuss the 1926 silent comedy, The General. <laughs> I'm your host, Tyler Young, and uh, full crew here with That's us. Right. And uh, I got one sitting with me in a blizzard. Yep. There is a blizzard happening at the moment. Who are you? I am Devin Ellis. Oh, right. Good to see everybody. Hello. 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 Wait, we're doing Uncle Leo again? (laughs) We just did this. (laughs) I don't know if you remember. We did that beginning of uh, Duck Soup, actually, which is weird because it's kind of similar to this movie. Hmm. Who are you two? Remotos. You want to go or me? You go, babe. I'm Matt uh, Cowcatcher. I don't know. I didn't think of one ahead of time. <laughs> That's Matt a good one. Cowcatcher. 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 Yeah. That word cowcatcher is hyphenated. Cowcatcher. <laughs> oh, okay. I think Matthew should go. start hyphenating his name. I'm Jackie. I'm Matt's wife. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Is Hello. your last name Matt's wife? Yeah. We covered this last. Is that hyphenated? (laughs) I have to know. Literally did this bit last week. I know. I can't. I can't. Can't do it again. Uh, yeah. We're talking about the general. The general. Hey, you guys remember when I was flirting with the idea of making us watch Birth of a Nation, and then I was like, I don't know. That could be really complicated. Maybe mm-hmm. we shouldn't. And mm-hmm. then I accidentally picked a movie sort of glorifying the Confederacy anyway. Mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. I thought of that as well. <laughs> Did not know Matt. That this movie was about this. Like, I, I, I was not aware that Buster Keaton. It, does he? Did he have Southern sympathies? Like, this is an out and out like. I asked that exact same thing. We were watching the movie. I don't know, actually, to be honest. I did yeah. research for this movie, but I didn't come across that specifically. Yeah, I thought it was surprising. I did not know. I knew that this was set around the Civil War. I did not expect for like the hero to end up as a <laughs> lieutenant in the Confederacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, weirdly, like I don't know. To me, it wasn't even political, the story. He just happened to be from the South, and he right. just kind of got swept up in the shit. I understand, I guess here's where I'm at, right? So this was made in what, 2026? Yep. So like, it's a it's a long time after the Civil War, right? We're like 80 years after. Is it that long? Yeah. So I guess my question, or not 80 years, 60. whatever it is, 50, 60, 50 years, something like that. It was 1860, right? Or around the 1860s? Yeah, 60 to 65, I want to say. So this would be about 60 years after that. Right. So it's 60 years after the Civil War. Good chunk of time. So it's not, yeah, it's not like a going concern anymore. It's not like the movie was not, I don't even know if they had film then, but it's not like this was made in like 1880 or something. Yeah. And so I understand like for the plot of the movie, you need for there to be a war, right? You need there to be two sides. Civil War is probably the most recent example. I get it. That's why you're setting it in the Civil War. Why choose the Confederate side? That's the part yeah. that I just get lost on. <laughs> well, I don't question. 
So, did you know? Huh? Did you know that this uh, is based on a true story? What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the Great Locomotive Chase. Hang on. Oh, the, well, maybe that's why. Yeah, the Great Locomotive Chase. True story. Uh, this actually happened uh, during the Civil War. It was members of the Union snuck down to the South and stole a train and then came back with it, destroying as much shit as they could along the supply lines, along the, the tracks, while being chased by Confederate forces in the Texas. And it was the general being chased by the Texas. Huh. Yeah. So it could that. be that, that like... They wanted to keep a lot of the story mm. intact, and so the character needed to be from the sure. South being chased. No, that honestly answers it for me. I did not know this was based on a real on yep. a real story. Okay. Led by a civilian, too, the, the whole yeah. thing. Uh, it's also known as Andrew's Raid, because uh, the dude's name is Andrew's. And actually, the Medal of Honor was like the first group of men to be honored Medal of Honor from doing this raid right here. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. So that, that that could be it. I don't know. I mean, and also, <laughs> like I said earlier, like it didn't seem to lean one way or another politically. Right. It was just like in that context. That that was the confusing part because it didn't seem like it was glorifying the South. No. But it was definitely after the war. So like if it was a fictional story, which is what I thought it was, I would have thought, well, just make them union. And there you go. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Confederate sol sol soldiers raid union lines and go back and it's like the same story but now you're on the winning side yeah um but now that i know it's a real story it makes more sense and yeah it didn't seem like it had an agenda so far as north v south yeah but it was surprising Devin and i were like wait a minute he's from the south yeah it took me right. like halfway through the movie to realize that the roles were flipped from my head i just assumed like oh yeah yeah you know the protagonist <laughs> right. is on the union side that's just how nope. it goes nope nope that's why it was hard to follow oh also <laughs> The Great Locomotive Chase, the, uh, Disney made a movie about it in 1956. Really? An adventure movie about it, yeah. Who are they? Must be that express train. Shall we wreck her? They might wreck us. They wouldn't be coming like that without a force on board. Nice. How about it? I'm assuming the same roles, like the Union members are kind of the antagonist in the in this story the way that the story is told right. well that's cool or maybe they're the heroes i'm not sure um yeah so i i had never seen a buster keaton movie before mm -hmm. and um have any of us no i haven't no yeah. okay none of us had i mean not really surprising it's you, this is very I, dated. i've never even heard of buster keaton so it's buster keaton and charlie chaplin and who else matthew the Marx Brothers. I the feel like Marx those three. Brothers. And then maybe Abbott and Costello, but I think they were less in film. What, and this three is students, like I'd American say. physical comedy in film? Or like what? What? Mm -hmm. what is the significance yeah, of just those like folks? The, the American comedy greats from like the classic okay. age of film and vaudeville. Yeah. Okay. It seemed like we had seen, we had watched a Chaplin movie. We had just watched a, a Marx Brothers movie not long ago. You know, you haven't stopped talking since I came here. You must have been vaccinated with a phonograph needle. I've always heard that, like, cool hipster people say, like, oh, you know, he doesn't get enough attention, but Keaton was the greatest of all of them. Because he was, he, like, did these crazy practical stunts without oh, yeah. any... And you know what? Like, from that perspective, this movie totally held up. Like, they dropped a fucking train. That was in a, unbelievable. In a gulch. Mm -hmm. That was um, real, by the way. Right. Yeah, it was all real. Him him yeah. on the front of the train, yeah. knocking shit. 
that's Keaton's whole thing, right? Is like he does the shit you see him doing. Yeah. It's not yeah. faked. I was saying this during the movie. I said I felt like a huge appeal of this was it was similar to like a Jackie Chan movie where it's just right. like the stunts. It's exactly what I are, said. Yeah, are over the top and and super grounded because they're actually just doing it. Yeah. Right, which is incredibly impressive. But the through line narrative is way more tight. It's 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 way better constructed, I think. Yeah. To to keep you along. I thought it was still kind of secondary to the stunts. You think so? I thought so. I was intrigued by the plot. Like it was silly, but I thought it was really well done and had like great ironic moments and had a great like conclusion to it. I mean, if you if you compare it to Duck Soup, it's night and day, right? Like, Fuck sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Or, but in Police Story Two, yeah, like, Police Story had a cohesive story. I just didn't mm, like it, yeah. and I didn't think it was very <laughs> funny. This was also like funny, just as an idea for a plot, you know. So, did you? I, I guess that's my. I, I was sort of leading up to there, but I'll just cut to the chase. It's like, so uh, coming to it for like all the stunts and shit, great, totally held up. Mm-hmm. If I come at it from like a comedy perspective. I don't know that I laughed at all. Like really? Jackie and I, Jackie was miserable. <laughs> really? She had me checking the time, no joke, like every five minutes. Oh my God. For this hour and a half movie. I was laughing out loud to it. We had, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I wouldn't say I laughed as many as some, as much as some other movies, but, but we definitely chuckled a couple of times. I did. So what was, what was the appeal for you guys? Just some of the physical gags. It was more just like, holy shit, that was, that was crazy, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, th- those things were cool. They weren't funny to me. Those were, like, uh, right. impressive and dangerous as fuck. Right. To me, th- I thought, I don't know. I-, I don't know if I like him the most out of all of them. I like this movie the most out of all we've seen. Like, Seriously? maybe a little bit better than modern times. As far as, like, the pantheon of comedy greats from this kind of era. So, like, I liked it better than Duck Soup, for sure. I think I liked it better than mo- um, modern times. It's better than like three. Ah, no, I love the Three Stooges. <laughs> they got some really good classic movies. For me, I think that the it's his like demeanor along with the the big stunts. I love the. Mm. So, did you know? Did you know? Uh, Buster Keaton was did you know? known. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna add that right after. The, I'm gonna do the thing, the sting, and then you doing the close. I don't even think you have to add it because I just try to make a point of saying it every time you say, "Did you know?" I just replace it with you. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? What was the did you know? I can't remember now. Stone face. Oh, yeah. They they call Buster Keaton the great stone face. I think to me that's what makes this work today a little bit better than the rest of the movies. That mm. made it work less for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Comparing it to Charlie Chaplin, I felt like Charlie Chaplin was more of like, you know, he was more expressive obviously because he doesn't just have like a deadpan the entire time i wish i'd seen it i don't have any frame of reference for any of this stuff i mean it was good in a way i guess because i could just sort of react to without context but i i don't know matthew and i kind of talked about this when we were watching it but that sort of comedy is not funny anymore i don't do you know what i mean am i misremembering what we were talking about babe no i i have definitely found now that we've done like one of the three greats from around that same time I think that like comedy from that time period just does not translate well, at least for me. Sure. Um, I just don't laugh out loud in the way that I expect to. See, it's interesting you say that because I felt like, at least with modern times, the physical comedy in there was pretty timeless. Like it, it held up. I think modern times held up for me the best of the three. I do too. Mm. 
but it still isn't making me laugh in the way that I probably would if I went and saw a comedy today. And I don't think that means they're bad. I just think that that means that like my sensibility is from a different era. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Oh, a wise guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, it kind of, it almost is similar to watching like a cartoon, right? It's visual slapstick humor for, for a lot of it. And I thought, you know, at least modern times and the general hold up significantly better than Duck Soup. But I also didn't really like Duck Soup. And, you know, maybe there's something to say about the fact that, you know, these two were, were silent, right? And Duck Soup actually right. had dialogue, which I felt like held up worse than maybe just visual comedy right the for for me the comedy at least for this one does translate more than the other ones and it's because there's um there's that like it's the stoic nature of him he's not doing the bugs bunny kind of like wow like a big like reaction right. to something happening like so for instance that like famous scene of him sitting on the the drive rod of the train he's got dejected by annabelle and he's sitting there He's just, oh boy. And then it starts moving and he doesn't even notice. He's still just looking down at the ground like, boo. I feel like of the other at like like comedy acts of the time, they would be like, oh, jeepers. Like as the thing's moving right. up and down, like, oh God, I'm, I'm moving away with the train. Someone help. This to me, I think translates and is funnier because he's just like, nope, he's just still sitting on the train. It's kind of a stunt. It's dangerous to do, but he just doesn't react at all. Right. And that type of humor from him in this movie, I think works on a kind of extra layer of comedy or irony that's what i really struggle with because i think i like as a performer i think i like keaton the best but i didn't like this movie the best i think i preferred modern time i think I, I think i don't want to speak for you guys but i think we're all sort of on the same page that duck soup comes in third when comparing out of the threes yeah. yeah so really the competition i think comes down to modern times or the general and I prefer Keaton to Chaplin, but I have the I have the inverse preference for the movies that they're mm. in, mm. Um, which is like a weird. I I don't know what to make of that. I don't know why that is. Yeah, I thought that the stunts that Keaton does are a fair bit more impressive than some of the stuff that, no doubt, Chaplin does. But Chaplin, I don't know the whole demeanor that he has. It's probably just preference at this point. I just like the way that, you know, his his style, I guess, of, of comedy. The character that he portrays as opposed to Keaton's character. Chaplin is like Mr. Magoo, right? Like he's this like cartoonish mm -hmm. character who sort of bumbles around and is extra and gets himself into these weird scrapes. And then Keaton's like, right. I don't know, like Michael Scott or something. Grace Scott! Like he's just like this like put upon doofus who somehow mm -hmm. ends up I don't, he just seems sad all the time. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe that's the thing is like with Chaplin's character, he's always getting himself into trouble by accident. Right. And there's a lot right. of humor involved in that. And with Keaton, it was more like shit was just happening to him and he's just constantly right. struggling to try and keep up with it. Wow. Which is so much yeah. more funny to me. The idea of someone just like, please, please stop. I, don't, I just want to <laughs> drive my train with my girl. That's it. You know, he has to keep. I guess I'll just help with the war effort. I guess I'll just, <laughs> you know, alert the whole army to this big sabotage plan. I guess I'll just become a lieutenant. And all he wants to do is hang out in the train and kiss his girl. Even at the very end, he's going to salute all the dudes. <laughs> Chaplin never kills a dude in his movie. 
Yeah. Keaton straight up throws a sword mm-hmm. through somebody. I was like, whoa, this is a comedy? <laughs> We're just murdering folks? That was really funny, though. It's when the sword flies off the handle yeah. and lands on the It was an accidental place. murder. Yeah. <laughs> manslaughter. That's manslaughter. I was, I was going to make the same joke. <laughs> Pizza to it. Same wording, too. <laughs> Did you guys notice that this movie had a very similar plot to Mad Max Fury Road? Oh, yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Think about it. Was that your original idea? <laughs> Did you just make that connection? No, I wrote that down earlier, but okay. I, I made the connection, I mean, on my okay. own. Yeah, it had a similar structure to Police Story, but the the plot was Mad Max Fury Road. Mm. You know, they there's a chase from starting in one position, going off into enemy lines, and then coming back the way they came from, blowing shit up. Not wrong. An- shit. Antics oh. ensue. Grabbing the girl, did, getting her back. Here's a question. How did the trains get turned around? I think they, well, it's over like a period of a, like a night. Oh, that's right. So they just like take that's off right. again in the morning. Also, who expected there to be a real bear in this movie? Not me. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, both me and both Tyler and I were like, wait a second. You know what's crazy? I remember what we're talking about. The bear, the live bear. Holy shit, that's a live bear, guys. Yeah. Can you bear it? I, I was routinely impressed by all of the real crap in this movie where like yeah. I kind of kept forgetting what was happening in the story because I was just like, ah, that's, and they're doing the, that's a real train. That's a real moving train on tracks. Yep. But all of it is so incredibly fucking dangerous. Yep. And that's what he's known for, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. He'll just do it yeah when he Which was is crazy i forget what he was doing when he was grabbing the i don't know what you'd call them the big pieces of wood that are part of the railroad track railroad ties railroad ties when he was grabbing those from in front of the train while the full-size real train is coming up behind him oh my yeah. god that was pretty scary actually he jumped <laughs> off i'm like there's no room dude there's he no got, room what are you doing yeah he got <laughs> he sat on that in the last like possible second which i get is the bit but jesus christ if your foot gets like caught in the in how do you practice something that? like that yeah i don't know i don't know how they rehearsed any of this stuff like i, I cannot I if mean, they did you know i mean yeah i don't know how it works in film but in live theater you just you have someone choreograph a fight and then you just have fight calls all the time you just do it right before the show anytime you have a spare moment you're always doing fight calls but this is based on like you know, a decade of training in sort of fight safety and certain moves so that things kind of go f- faster and you're not so... Because I think the biggest thing with fighting and and stunts like that is that you can really hurt somebody else if you're not aware of what your body is doing. But I never got the sense with Keaton that he was not aware of what his body was doing. It, yeah. That was very cool. He did look very in control the entire time. But yeah, not in a tense way, but it was, it was yeah. really... I, I just have no idea how you rehearsed that. I don't, I don't know. know that you do. Yeah, especially okay. So you can't just wing it, right? I mean, you can't burn a bridge and drop a train more than once. That was they got one shot at that. That was real. Uh, it was a real train on a real burning bridge and fell into a real river. And they yeah, they did it one time. Thousands of people came around to watch it. It was a big old fucking production. It was a big literal production. And apparently, it is said that parts of that railroad and train or whatever can be found in the Roe River in Mm. Oregon where it was filmed. Also, those train tracks nearby uh, is uh, where they film parts of Stand By Me. Hey, you guys. 
I bet you anything that if we find him, we'll get our pictures in the paper. Yeah, yeah, we can even be on TV. Sure, we'll be heroes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that is. Stand. Oh, that should be on your list. By me. Whoa, stand. Oh, stand. By me. It's a Stephen King movie. Mm. It's really good. Okay. Big 80s staple. So here's a question. Did you guys watch a colorized or black and white version of this movie? Good question. We watched, we we just went with, uh, I don't remember what service it was on, but went with whatever it was. And it was colorized, but not well. Yeah. yeah. There were sometimes <laughs> it was like really struggling to figure out. When we first turned it on, I proclaimed, wait, is this in color? And we watched the first few seconds and Tyler said, sorta. <laughs> a little bit, sorta. Yeah. Kinda. A little bit. It's trying to be. I would have rather watched the black and white, to be honest. Yeah. It was a little distracting because you could also see the colorization halos around the people. Yeah. yeah. And like in between horses' feet, you could see the black and white for some reason through it. Right. It worked really well in like well lit scenes of like just his face or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It was like in the dark scenes or where he was like sort of like recessed in something that like you were like, what's happening here? Like, <laughs> why are you struggling so much? Also, the trains looked blue, too. I don't know if that was yeah. the same for you guys. I thought that looked kind of cool, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, most of the movie, I didn't notice it. But when I did notice it, it was distracting. Did you guys have weird sound effects through your movie, too? Like overdubbed? Yeah, like a, like a fight punch or yeah. like a mm-hmm. when someone got thrown off the train. Or even exactly. just walking around. Like yeah, steps, steps and doors opening weird. and stuff. All of those sound effects that were overdubbed on our version. And they oh, weren't weird. like dubbed by a Foley artist who's watching the movie and recording to get the timings right and stuff. It was just like canned sound effects from a soundboard. So like they weren't really in time with footsteps. It was just like generic clomp, 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 as people are walking. So it's distracting. Like that's not that's not happening right now. <laughs> it was definitely weird. It was definitely weird. Yeah, uh, it, it was. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't I guess I'll are, are we going into ratings or do you guys have more stuff you want to talk about? Um, I mean, there's a there's a, a bunch of cool. I guess like, did you know? <gasps> you know, you know. Did you know? <gasps> did, did you know? Did you know? We talked about the great uh, locomotive chase. We talked about the actual burning train. This movie, much like Duck Soup, wasn't well received uh, when it first came out. I am surprised. <laughs> so it cost seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to make. So it had a humongous budget for the time. And only made five hundred thousand back domestically. Yeah, Ke- uh, Keaton, like at the time, he was he was big and had a lot of trust with the uh, studios. He co-directed this movie and like got a lot of like the financing for it and wrote it and like you know stars in it. And then after this movie, because it didn't do so well, he was kind of like downgraded a bit and had to like take some more restrictive deals with studios mm. for making films and like take more production notes and stuff. But then it wasn't until it just decades later that people started turning around on him and changed their minds. A lot like Duck Soup. Yeah, I think like the sort of story of Keaton is that like he didn't. It's like people just dis- like discovered their hipster love for him like after it was too late for him to have a like a happy life, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, because I think he like became like an alcoholic or something like that. Like he was around, but I don't think like the end of his life was very happy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Van Gogh dark. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. 
<laughs> on that note some of those stunts though are fucking great uh let's see i mean that's where this movie excels yeah. right yeah there's no arguing like you come for like the death defying it's like watching a circus yeah right and they yeah. put like a story to kind of wrap up all the stunts <laughs> that right you're here to watch when he fell off the hand car that gets derailed was really impressive. He fell right on the tracks, falling off the, the bone shaker bike, which is what it's called, by the way. A bone shaker bike. The wooden one that Devin was pointing out when we were watching. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, jumping through the burning bridge into the river was impressive. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. He's, Did we want to talk about his love interest, like the whole love story that occurred? Because... It yeah. didn't seem like much came of that. I mean, I guess it sort of did. It was just, it wasn't, it was felt very secondary in the film. I mean, most of the plot did. What, what, what were you thinking about it? It was just very uncomfortable. I don't, I don't know. I just, um, like she was a problem. How useless she was in terms of her body language. Um, putting her in a sack was a bit weird. There's a really famous opera called Rigoletto where, I mean, a woman is in a sack, but she's dead at that point or like half dead. So that's not great. Oh my God. When he put her in the sack and then threw her in the train and then people were throwing stuff on top of her. <laughs> that was so hard to watch. Um, it was just such a bizarro. I mean, but I, 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 I say that Matthew and I watched um, the last duel last night. Which, have you all seen it? No. Penalty for bearing false witness is that you are to be burned alive. I will not be silent. Yeah, I think I'm sort of thinking about that now because we watched that last night, which if viewers, if you've seen The Last Duel, you'll understand what I mean. It's good, by the way. Yeah, it's really good, but I'm sort of a little more conscious in this moment of how 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 women are portrayed in film from from periods where it's not where, where the world is not kind to women which is still now but it's different i don't know it's it, it was um i i'm 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 just deeply uncomfortable with this sort of like damsel in distress kind of portrayal although i'm sure that's exactly how people felt and that's what it was like and and women did not have a lot of agency but man it is hard to watch in film it's really hard to watch in 2022 for me personally I thought I, I noted this, and this is a, a little bit of a sidestep. But when she thought that he didn't enlist for the the mm -hmm. Confederacy, she said to him, "Don't talk to me until you're in uniform, right?" right and right. then that happens where the next time he talks to her, she, he is in uniform, but he's in Union uniform, right. which in this context is the enemy's uniform. A Union form. Uh, yep, that's the one. <laughs> so that was all. I just noticed that. <laughs> thanks for your contribution matt uh, yeah and that's sort of like toxic masculinity of like being a soldier and fighting and that's how you get a girl and it's just really yeah. strange i mean that was portrayed as sort of unreasonable in the movie was it not like that right. was the um i don't know what you would call it the wrong that was being done to bus and keaton's character at the time is that he's being misunderstood he is trying to be a soldier but you know was was turned away and is being un unjustly shamed for that I also think that, like, you know, I, I'm all for, like, looking at films through, like, a, a socially critical lens. But, like, at a certain point, it's a comedy, right? And it's just trying to be funny. And I, I agree that it has some, like... It's problematic, right? And and all... Ugh. That's that's the thing that like all art is problematic because it's all made within a finite period of time. And so all of the things 
about that culture at that point in time are just on display, right? Because it's part of how people understand that work. I think the part where it gets tricky is like Buster Keaton's the one making the movie, right? I certainly don't think at that time he could have gotten away with making a film with like a homosexual or same sex love interest. So like it's almost by de- like if I don't know Dolly Parton or something, some female comedian made a movie where she had to rescue the man. Like if it was the exact same plot but the genders were swapped, I don't know that we would call it problematic, but I don't know. No, I I mean that's how I fall too where I'm like I I I genuinely don't see a problem other than if you step back and look at like all the movies ever and like well the ratio's off like there's too many movies that have damsels in distress right and there's too many movies where this happens but it's like i don't see this movie having that plot element as a problem it it just seems like another plot element that maybe you've seen a whole lot maybe you don't personally like to me to me it was just funny like <laughs> her getting tossed around was funny you know because he was also getting tossed around and hurt and you know same with everybody else and it's just her role wasn't quite as active because in the story it wasn't. And I think they probably made her up for this story. I don't think she had anything to do with the actual great locomotive chase. Yeah. I I guess like I'll kind of just leave it saying like, I I agree that on a macro level of filmmaking, the damsel in distress as a trope is problematic, but like individualized to this film, I'm not sure that like, I think that's the only thing you could get away with at that period in time. Yeah, definitely. To have a female character at all. Yeah. And I guess it does sort of fit with the action movie. You know, you've got to have like a romantic side plot where the hero shows his, you know, amazing bravery and, you know, saves the woman and save the cheerleader, save the world, right? It's it's right. that kind of thing. I don't know. It's just, it, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm struggling with this and maybe we can talk about this more on the pod, but kind of how women are portrayed in film in different periods of time is, or not even how gender is explored consciously or unconsciously would be a really interesting thing for us to focus on in each episode. Because I, I, I find myself watching movies like that and almost feeling triggered. I don't know. It's, it's a weird sort of way of, of, and I think also particularly because it was very Southern sympathetic to the Southern cause, you know, that component, which is close to home for me as well, was interesting to me. I, I, I still throughout the entire film was was kind of perplexed that the choice was made to yeah. have it be with the Confederacy. I, I still am not really so entirely weird. sure what the decision was there because this was after the war, right? So you well, you, it's just how the how the actual story went, right? I yeah. guess, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But yeah. but again, even if not, like the story they never said anything about like the northern aggression or states rights or slavery or anything that's fair yeah it was like i want my fucking train back and the guys are like let's destroy these things like it could have been it could have been a sci-fi story with the same exact plot and it did not have to be the civil war it could have been yeah no that's fair the 30 years war (laughs) trains but you know what i mean like it could have been any any country anywhere it just happened it was apolitical other than you needed two sides with a with a front in between them no, you're Did right. anyone no, notice sense. any slaves in this movie? I, I don't, it's not like Gone with the Wind where there were characters that sort of represented that historical reality. But for me, this was, so I think it was out of context for me when it suddenly it was, yay, the South will rise again or whatever. Um, all of this kind of sentiment when it wasn't, I didn't feel like in the sense of place we were in the Civil War in the South. Does that make sense? 
I don't think there were any people of color in this movie. No. Yeah, I don't remember any either. Well, that's I, I think that's what we're saying is like, yes, he happened to, in the plot of the movie, he happened to be working for the South. Yeah, no one said the South arise again or anything. I think it was apolitical. I don't think the movie yeah. had any agenda, right? It, I did not discuss the politics. Yeah, the cheering at the end was like, yay, we won this skirmish. Like, we successfully yeah, pushed them away. How can it not be political from our vantage point now after the civil war in the middle of all this civil rights because the story has nothing to do with it because it was made in 1926 right i don't know it's hard not to see it as political when the choice to side with the south after they lost was made right but it was just how this it was how the real story went but what what do you mean like when they when you say they took a side they didn't they didn't side with the south they told a story from the perspective of somebody who lived in the south and got caught up in the war like, that's not taking a side, I, I don't think. True, but then why not do it for the Union side? I guess that's why? That's not the real story. <laughs> it's like Taika Waititi's Hitler movie where he plays Hitler. You know, oh, that, you know the, main, great. the main character is a Hitler well, youth. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. The movie didn't side with... To be fair, that movie explicitly sides against the Nazis. It does have a political agenda, and it is anti-Nazi. Okay, I, I didn't see it, so maybe it's a bad choice. I think I'm I'm getting in the weeds here. It's just a movie about a train thing. It's an action film with trains in it and yeah. great stunts, right? That's all it is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, to me, it doesn't have to be to you, but I think it's dangerous to look for meaning where there may not be any. What What is your rating then? I guess since we're 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 here at this point, I will give it a three. I don't think anyone really needs to see this film unless you're really <laughs> into this kind of stuff. I, I think if you're into this and you're into the Marx Brothers and you're into Charlie Chaplin, you're into all that stuff, go for it. If you're not. Don't worry about it. I guess I could give it, if I change it to a four, it's only because it's a short film, but this felt like two and a half hours of film to me. <laughs> it felt long. We we realized while we were watching it, this is a fun aside, that Jackie has not been present for any of the silent films that we've watched. Mm. So uh, I'm pretty, was this the first silent film you've ever watched? <sighs> no, I've watched, um, no, it was. Yeah, it was. I think you just don't like silent films because it doesn't keep up with your attention span. It's possible. <laughs> Matt, what do you think of it? Yeah, I really struggle with it because I, I see why it's so influential and great, but I did not enjoy it. I'm going to say 5-5, five, five, just over the line of take it. I think the stunts, like the production alone gets you like a price of admission. Like you should mm. see it just to see like, the shit that old Hollywood did when making a movie, but I don't, it's not, I don't think it's going to change your life. I don't think, I don't know. I think I see more comedy DNA in modern times, you know, modern uh, comedy DNA in Chaplin than I do in this, Mm. but I, I think Keaton's great. And that dude was willing to risk life and limb to get the shot. So you got to respect that. Yeah. Yeah. That is unreal. I mean, he was, that's like Jackie Chan, but way more reckless. As you said, Devin, I just, I think I I said the same thing to Matthew. It's, it's so, so unbelievably reckless. Fun to watch though. Old Jackie Chan specifically. I mean, you are the expert there. I am not. Damn. (laughs) Did you give it a number, Matt? Yeah, to five, 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 five. five. Okay. A 55 out of 10. It's pretty impressive, Matt. I really like this one. What can I say? It's one of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah, I think I probably agree with almost everything you said, Matt. I think I enjoyed it a little bit more, but ultimately, yeah, I liked Modern Times significantly better. 
and I liked duck soup significantly worse. So this is kind of <laughs> right in the middle for me. I I think I'd probably give it a six. So just slightly more recommended than you, but also, you know, pretty close to a five. Yeah. yeah. I struggle because I feel like for me, right, like I really think of the five as the take it or leave it, right? Yeah. If I give it a five, it literally for me means like do whatever you want, right? Yeah. Like, Indifferent. And then below that's like maybe avoid it. Yeah. And so like there's a part of me I can't remember what I gave Duck Soup, but I think maybe it was a five. But like the my actual feelings, the gulf between this and Duck Soup is actually a lot larger than that score differential would, would seem. Yeah. But there's like a part of me that's like afraid that I missed something. You know, I'm like, why is Duck Soup so famous? Like Yeah. I, I was wondering I don't that get too. It. I'll just give it a five and then nobody can criticize me. <laughs> it's a it's a logarithmic scale is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I, I agree. I like this a lot more than Duck Soup. I don't think the scores reflect that difference, but mm-hmm. that's what episode 50 is for, going I mean, back and yeah. criticizing past me. That's going to be interesting. I'm thinking the same exact thing, trying to score it for myself, because I know I gave Modern Times a higher score. Like I, I feel like it was somewhere around an eight or nine. And I want to give this almost the same, maybe a little bit more. And I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. Like it's it's a real toss up between the two of those movies. Like Duck Soup is definitely below them uh, as a movie. Although I really like Groucho Marx and what he did since um, the Marx Brothers stuff on his own. But I think I'm gonna give this now, without rem- remembering the, the the modern times number. Right. I'm I'm gonna give this uh, a seven. Okay. Wow. And I think, yeah, I don't know. Like, I liked it better than Police Story because, like, although the stunts maybe weren't as, like, visually impressive, they were, like, if you think about the danger involved, like, they're actually way yeah. more impressive to me, especially with the even less regulations in the 20s when this was right. made, you know? Yeah, I mean, say what you want about Jackie Chan, but, like, everybody in those scenes with him is a member of, like, his crew. Yeah who's been practicing and training for this. Buster Keaton, like, you can't train a train. It just goes and kills you if you get in the way. There's a couple points when he was riding on the cow catcher and he puts his foot down and it, like, hits Mm. a railroad tie. And I was like, oh, God. Like, if he, (laughs) if it's, if there was, like, a little bit of traction or, like, a nail in a shoe or some shit, like, any little thing and it caught, that'd be it. He'd lose his foot and maybe his whole life. Right, yeah. And, And so, like, all that was really impressive. I liked the story because it was it was tight, it was controlled. I could follow it very easily, you know, just like Mad Max. There's something about Mad Max where it's like, here's the story. It's interesting, but it's not super complicated where we can just like literally enjoy the ride. Like, let's go right. for this, this thing. And this movie does that too. And then with the added layer of comedy on top of that, I think it's really smart, like the way that he does it all. And he does that dour face like that to me is a really modern sensibility for that time period where everybody I, I mentioned earlier, everybody would do the the Bugs Bunny kind of like, yang, 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 you know, like the crazy stuff's happening to me. Woe is me. Why can't I catch a break? Yeah, he doesn't do any of that. He's just like a guy that is seems very relate, relatable. He's like, I just want to drive my train. I just want to be with my girl that I love. I just I just want to. I don't want to do any of this crap. And then he just keeps like, ah, I guess I'll deal with it. <laughs> you know, that's even right. a slide in the beginning. 
All all he wanted yeah. to do was be with his girl and drive his train. And that's very relatable, and I think is very like Matt said it, where he's kind of like more like a Michael Scott. Great Scott, which is to me a more kind of modern comedy uh, style. Hmm. That's fair. That's fair. You know, it's more relatable when he's wrapped up in his train and his girl, and and <laughs> that's you know when he's like. At the door, trying to greet Annabelle for the first time, he doesn't even notice that she's standing right behind him because he's so like, gotta gotta impress her, gotta look good, gotta shine my shoes, gotta fix my hair, and she's right there, and he has no idea, and um, and then sitting on the train, and it takes off, and he doesn't know because he's so dejected by her, and when he's <laughs> he's he's loading the cannons at one point, when he's riding the train, he loads the cannons, and the cannon starts falling, and he doesn't realize oh it because he's didn't still even trying talk to talk about the cannon gag. That was probably my yeah. favorite oh, gag in the man. whole movie. Yeah. When he put the two cannonballs in? Yes. That's so funny. That's where I laughed out loud, too, because that shot, the wide <laughs> shot of him on the next car trying to like, okay, let me fix this and get up here. And then the fucking cannons pointed directly at him. <laughs> and then he turns looks and it, it, there's like a second where he's looking at it and he's like, huh, that's interesting. And then like, oh God, I'm going to die. <laughs> and then he like goes back and forth. He's like, oh, f- oh fuck, oh fuck. And then he, then he climbs up. Yeah, that was my favorite gag, I think. But that it's not really overplayed funny. to me. Like, he doesn't do it in such a, like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know? Like, it's a very right. relatable he reaction. know he's a cartoon character. Yeah. Which is, it was, is like, an important <sighs> distinction. Right. Like, the, the tramp knows that he's the tramp. He knows he's a cartoon mm-hmm. character. Whereas, like, Keaton's just, like, a guy who's in a cartoonish situation. Yeah. It's more relatable. I think... I'm with you where maybe Charlie Chaplin's more fun to watch, but I think my uh, Buster Keaton is like more technically like a, I don't know, more impressive actor. Yeah. With his comedy. I would agree with that. He's a better performer. Yeah. Like on, on, on that level. I agree with that. Are there any other big like silent movie era films that are, or people that were missing that are big or is this really it? like comedy greats? You mean? Yeah. Like specifically silent era. I guess maybe not silent, but like, you know, 20s and 30s. Because like, I haven't seen any Abbott and Costello, and I don't know if they fall into this too. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they did. I don't know that they did movies. I think they mostly just did like vaudeville acts. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, what's that comedy duo that did all of those like traveling movies back back in the day? They're like, someone and someone well, go to go to Rome. You know no, I mean? Abbott and Costello did do films, it looks like. Okay. Do you guys know who I'm talking about, though? There's like a comedy duo back in like maybe the 40s or so. And it would be like on the road to Jerusalem or something. You know, like they would like take a trip somewhere. It's like a road trip movie. Uh, and they would like get into hijinks along the way. It's not ringing any bells. I might have to look that up. Also, it looks like Abbott and Costello were in the 50s. So yeah. for late 40s and 50s. Okay. So well well after a little bit later. You know, Chaplin and um Keaton. And to be fair, I think the Marx brothers were probably the same time, right? When was Duck Soup? Thirty three. All right. Yeah. I'm sure we'll revisit this era at some point. It's um like that early Hollywood is I think even when I don't enjoy the movies, I enjoy the experience of having seen them the most. If that makes sense. Better than everyone else. Yeah, definitely <laughs> makes me feel superior to all the nerds, <laughs> exactly. all the muggles out there. I get this weird, like, warm sense of nostalgia, and I think it's just because my my grandfather watched a lot of these movies and shows and stuff when I was a little kid. Oh. Hmm. You know, and and like Looney Tunes too, because a lot of the same like music cues and kind of. It feels like beats. a Looney Tunes movie. Yeah, 
Yeah. I am Pepe Le Pew, your lover. Yeah. So I get a little warmth in my gut when I watch these kind of movies. Okay. What are we watching next week? All right. My adult friend, Debbie Baby. Jesus Christ, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So I was having a kind of a hard time picking what I wanted to what I wanted to watch. So kind of just choosing one for my list. But I think I'm going to go with Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Attack of the what? Killer Tomatoes? That's right. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I'm assuming it's oh, a cool. horror movie. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, okay, I've it's, definitely heard of it, and yep. I know there are sequels and a cartoon. From what I understand, yeah. So I'm this sure a bunch is, of toys. The only thing I know about it is that it's a fairly well-known horror parody from the 70s. It's from the 70s? Yep. Oh, that was an 80s movie. Oh, I, wow. Yeah. Just these screen grabs or something else. <laughs> is it meant to be a comedy? It's a, it's, it's a horror parody. Okay. okay, it is a parody. Yes. It is not like just a bad horror movie that was no. so absurd that it became funny. I don't believe so. <laughs> I've never okay. seen it, but my understanding it is intentionally a parody of horror. Okay. But it's a it. 70s parody. So it's supposed to be kind of like an airplane for I think so. For horror. Okay. Okay. I'm into it. I'm down. All right. Do you guys know the <laughs> not song? Not that we have a choice, but Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I'm pretty sure that's the song from the cartoon. It could be wrong. I don't know. That's a pretty unoriginal song. It is, but that's I have that in my head. Anytime I hear that someone say Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, it's that tune. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. That, it's that. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. Oh, that's a great screenshot Matt just brought up. Oh, cool. So they're like little weird puppets. I thought they're like giant. This is tomatoes. already more than I've seen of the movie. Uh, me so. too. <laughs> Spoilers, Matt. Come on. Oh, sorry. What are you doing here? Maybe it's from one of the sequels. We don't know. Yeah. Oh, those look amazing though. There's one with an eye patch and one with fangs. Yeah, this is going to be good. Yeah. I have I have a copy of this movie somewhere, actually. Do you think it's radiation? Wait, or you have you... a copy of the movie and you've never watched it? I bet you it's aliens. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I bet you anything it's aliens. Or oh, are we taking, are we like hedging our bets before <laughs> we watch them? All right, so Devin's aliens. I say science experiment gone wrong. I don't know if I can argue with that. I'm just going to say like toxic sludge. Okay. Mm. So an accident. Industrial, it's like, yeah. It opens accident. with a woman like with groceries and then her bag rips open and you just like follow a tomato rolling down the street right. until it like yeah, falls no, into you, some you sludge. It. And it got, got it. like or, glow, glowing green goo. Alternative, there's like a, a truck driver who's like, rah, 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 my wife is the worst. And then he like turns his truck over coming out of like the chemical plant. He's got beer in his hand. Yeah. And, and he spills it all over a tomato field. The, the two <laughs> options, I think. And then that night, oh, no. the whole field is glowing. And they start climbing up out of the ground and put right. people on salads. <laughs> putting people on yeah, salads. That's right. <laughs> do you have do you wanna lodge your bet on what makes the tomatoes so killer? Hmm. And why they attack? Pesticides. Pesticides? Pesticides. Ooh, okay. I like that one. That's a good How about one. You, babe? I already did mine. Toxic sludge. Mm. Oh, that's right. That's a really great guess, I think. Like some yeah. kind of weird experimental pesticide goes wrong. Yep. Or yeah. it could be a combination of several of these. Like there is a science experiment. 
that they say, this is terrible and too dangerous. Get rid of it. And then the truck driver doesn't want to drive it all the way to where he's supposed to. So he drops it outside of a tomato farmer's farm. And then the tomato farmer says, free pesticide. Well, howdy. And he puts <laughs> it on his tomatoes. This will do wonders for my margins. And then he gets murdered None of which night. has anything to do with aliens. So That's rude. I feel like the three of us are aligned. And Devin, you're either going to lose to the three of us or... I don't know. I think aliens are... It, that's also a strong contender. I think it might be uh, like a mimicry situation. Ooh. Right? The, the first thing they see is a, a tomato Yeah, field. that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that like the three of us, Jackie, Matt, and Tyler, ours are all kind of... They could all happen at the same time. Sure. They are compatible with one another, whereas yeah. aliens is the one... I'm not saying you're going to be wrong. I'm just saying like you're either going to win alone yeah. or... Yeah lose alone aliens what they do is they come down and they give the human race this secret recipe for a new pesticide right oh (laughs) now we're getting there (laughs) yeah and they're like oh this will be great and they give it to a truck driver to deliver to like the cia or something (laughs) guys we should write a movie (laughs) we should write a movie yeah why are we even watching this movie let's just write our own killer movie fuck yeah (laughs) <laughs> Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. What was the name of the couple game? It Takes Two, babe? Yeah, It Takes Two. Yeah, I was a Killer Tomato at one point. Were you? It's true. Yeah. I was, that game's yeah. great, by the way. It's on Game Pass. It's called it's Couple really Game, right? <laughs> it's called Couple Game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Let's play Couple It's game. really good. The ending is pretty bad, but fun to play otherwise. I would yeah. I, I would suggest even just the two of you, like as roommates, play it. It's a lot of fun. Is that the Escape from Prison game? Uh, same Same company. But we, after we beat It Takes Two, we went back to the Escape from Prison game. Oh, A Way Out? Is that that one? Yeah, A okay. Way Out. That's cool. Um, the It Takes Two is the one where the two parents get turned into dolls. It's like a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids type of situation. Oh, that's cool. It's really fun. Yeah. And they do this thing where each level, you each get powers, but they're kind of useless on their own. So you have to like complement each other. I don't know how to explain other than that. Like the very first level, the powers are she got to throw nails at the wall and I had a hammer and I could swing on her nails to get up to places. Okay. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. My arm here. That that was a show about the general, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) I assume you're going to cut all the shit about video games. Uh, Some some of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, Uh, everybody. Bye. Bye. I still love you. Tomato, small tomato. He was talking about pizza. pizza. That's not what I was talking about. Devin, what about pizza and how does it relate to the general? Go. Uh, well, you take a lot of things and you put them all together on one base, you know, yeah. and then you slice it up into individual chapters or sections, mm. and then you serve it to the movie going audience. So really a film is like a pizza. Wow. Devin, pizza. you do a really good Matt impression. That's a terrible point I just made. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you have the humility to admit that though. Mm-hmm. That's one of the dumbest things I think I've ever said, <laughs> on air or otherwise. I don't know. You say a lot of dumb shit. That's Yikes. true. I'm just saying a lot. <laughs>